Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, August 8th, and we're going to have a high of 22 degrees in the Edmonton area today. Good morning, everybody. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Join in live, be part of the conversation. Uh, you can click the call in button, ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free. Pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Join in the chat. Join in on the chat. Yeah, um, you're gonna have to download the Podbean app uh, if you want to. If you want to join in live, um, doesn't work on iTunes, Spotify, stuff like that. But um, yeah, once you download it, you'll see it's it's a pretty cool little platform. We got a um, an amazing uh, community of, of investors that come in every morning, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. we're always we're always just 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 so happy to talk about the fact that you know we just got this little community in the morning. Yeah, right? it's awesome. Big shout out to our sponsors as well, DCI Properties. If you're listening to this podcast and you invest in Southwest Ontario or Alberta, you need to get on the DCI Properties buyer properties, DCI Properties buyers list right now. Yes, um, DCI is a wholesaler in Ontario, um, big company across Canada. Um, these guys have wicked deals for flippers and buy and hold investors. Um, they know their numbers; they're really easy to work with. Um, spoken with their owner uh, quite a few times. Their goal is to help investors get into properties that make the money. Pretty simple, plain and simple. Uh, so don't wait, get on their list and start accessing these amazing deals today. Uh, if you are in Alberta, go to dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. If you're in Ontario, go to dciproperties.ca slash buyers. It's that easy. Awesome. Super simple. Get on the list. All uh, right. Hmm. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> uh, this Saturday, we've got uh, a meetup, uh, an investor fix and flip meetup in Calgary at our Lake Bonavista flip. Uh, Jared Como is going to be uh, hosting that in Crystal. Um, that is, I don't even know what time. <laughs> Maybe two to five again. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard when you don't organize it. it yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Saturday the 13th. And you know what? I really don't know what time it's at. <laughs> I probably should have written that down. You know what I'm going to do? You need like a sticky note and just like hang it off the edge of your computer. Uh, that would be a great idea. <laughs> or I can just keep talking, making Until noise. Until somebody puts it in the Until someone the chat. puts it in the chat or <laughs> I eventually figure it out because I'm very close to it on the uh, 2 to 5 p.m. 2 yep. to 5. That's what it is. 2 to 5 p.m. this Saturday. In Calgary. Um, in Calgary. Um, it's in Lake Monta Vista. Yeah, our newest flip uh, down there. It's yeah. going pretty good. Demo was this past week. Pretty much um, got it. Yeah, pretty much got it. I haven't seen any pictures. We haven't seen any pictures. That's a really good point. Uh, I think Jared uh, did a couple of videos. Oh. Um, Must have missed them. Earlier in the week, but Maybe it was demo week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for those of you guys that were there two weeks ago, uh, you got to see it uh, when it was still in its original condition. Now you get to see it with everything taken out. So it's pretty cool. Um, Jared and Crystal are going to be doing uh, bi-weekly meetups so that if you're in Calgary, you get to go and check it out every couple of weeks. You get to see other real estate investors network, but also you get to see the transformation of the property from, mm -hmm. you know, its original condition to its, yeah. its intended. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people who want to get into flipping, but haven't started are intimidated by the process. Mm -hmm. And this is a great way to ride along yeah, and, and get to see it at its different stages and see like, oh, okay. So literally the demo crew just <clears throat> came in and took everything apart. That was easy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now somebody's doing prep work and patching up walls and stuff. Okay. So you can kind of see the process and like 
the schedule of trades and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So if and you're ask questions. and ask questions, yeah. So if, if that's you and you are nervous about the process, like get in there, mm -hmm. attend those, those meetups and take notes. Yeah. It's an amazing free opportunity. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's this Saturday. And then the following Saturday, August 20th, uh, we have the advanced fix and flip workshop. So ironically, if you're interested in fix and flips and you, um, you're going out to these meetups and you like it and you really want to <clears throat> really want to learn how to turn it into a profitable business. I mean, this is the workshop you need to go to. We talked yeah. about it last week. There are no other fix and flip workshops. Not, I, like not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, and certainly not to this, to this, um, to this depth. Yeah. Um, it's an advanced fiction flip workshop. So it's not going to be, Hey, go buy a property, uh, renovate it, increase the value and sell it for profits. No, it's, it's going to be much more complicated. And we got some amazing guest speakers coming out to, um, to help out with that as well. We do. Matt Bordian's going to be doing a, he's a, a master home inspector. He's going to be doing a presentation on uh, what to look for when you're buying a property. So, um, from a home inspector's perspective. Um, we have Calvin Hexter guest speaking. He's going to be talking about how to, um, run comparables and how to find a deal, how you set yourself up for a search. And then last week, uh, it's co-hosted by Mr. Barry McGuire, the goat, Barry McGuire. Um, Barry McGuire is going to be co-hosting this event. So super excited about that. August 20th. And, uh, you can register on the link. It's in the show notes here. Um, you can find it on our Facebook page. You can find it just about anywhere. Same thing. Oh, sorry. The, uh, the meetup in Calgary, same thing. If you're looking to register, you just join our free Facebook group, real estate investing masters. And, uh, the link is in there. And also if you're looking for the link for, uh, the, the, the fix and flip workshop, you can find that there. You can also find it in the show notes here, awesome. but make sure if you're, if you're, because you're loyal, you're loyal listeners to the, to the real estate investing morning show. Make sure to use coupon code Morning Show, all caps, okay? Because you'll get five hundred bucks off. But amazing. Yes, it is amazing. But we only put a certain amount of coupons in there. So if you get there and you try and use the Morning Show coupon, and it doesn't work. Well, that's because you didn't act quickly enough. So there's only a limited amount of coupons. So make sure you register right away. This event's in two weeks, okay? So get on it. All yeah. right. Awesome. That's pretty, that's all that we have on the books for coming up, right? Events. Yep. All that's announced. All that's announced. Not all that's in the works. <laughs> Way too much in the works. What's this? You give me a note. Oh, wow. So while I was talking, Gabby, um, made me a little sticky note. Um, and she gave me the date, uh, for <laughs> <laughs> the date, she gave me the, the time, date the location. time for the, uh, for the fix and flip meetup this Saturday, just in case I forget tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, I'm going to need a lot more stickies. <laughs> You're going to turn into one of those people whose computer is lined with them. I am not a, no, I'm not. One of those <laughs> I'm a pen and paper type person. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, uh, well, we had a pretty cool weekend. Well, I mean, you did. I did. <laughs> I mean, I did too. Yeah. But yours was uh, real estate related. Yes. Big golf tournament was on Saturday. Yes. Calvin Realty. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was sounded like a, a long, but really fun day. It yeah. It was <laughs> long. I've never been a sponsor at a golf tournament before. Um, that's a whole lot of standing. Yeah. Standing and talking. Yeah. I got up at, uh, five 30, which is normal. Took the dog out for a walk. Went down to the ranch for seven and uh, I, yeah, I had to get all set up. And then uh, I don't know why I'm complaining about this. This is Monday and I'm complaining in your ear. You're not my <laughs> therapist. I'm not going to complain anymore. Just let me rewind up, pinch. What an amazing golf tournament it was. <laughs> it's, it, it it's, 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 it was eight o'clock until like, I think we got off the, the, the marshal came by and kicked us off the hole around two. It was six hours. Yeah. yeah, but like in the sun, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I you can't complain about that. I had the. Did you say shitty? Shady. Oh, I uh, yeah, I had the best hole. Um, it was way in the back, and it had a nice big shady hole. Oh my god. <laughs> we had um, we had trees. Okay, lots of trees. We had trees, lots of shade. Thanks. So it wasn't too hot. Didn't get a sunburn. Everybody else did, but. 
um, yeah, we, uh, it was a lot of fun and, and yeah, it was long, but at the same time we got to meet a lot of new people mm-hmm. and got to see a lot of people that, uh, we really like uh, a lot of investors in the community. Got to see some old people I haven't seen in a while. Brian Banks came out. I saw. I haven't seen Brian Banks in ages. Um, kind of came around the corner. I'm like, huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Sean Impey was there as well. I saw him. I see Sean Impey all the time. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he attends all the events. Yes. But uh, we had a bunch of um, uh, our, our real estate investing masters showed up mm-hmm. um, from our mentorship program. <clears throat> a bunch of regulars from the morning show were there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We did a um, we did a two two themes at our at our hole. Uh, one was uh, the the dizzy dizzy longest drive. <laughs> I, I, I swear that the theme for that hole changed twenty times, and then I changed it like that morning as well because i was just trying to figure it out you know i was telling everybody that we're gonna have something serious you're not gonna get a closest to the pin or the longest putt thing and i'm like i basically i was told that like this golf tournament needs to move quickly because we need to get this thing done in like five and a half hours and um you got three minutes at each year at at each hole and i'm like i can't do something in three minutes yeah so i ended up doing like um you know like when you were a kid and you you i don't know if you played baseball or not gabby no i didn't um, but like, you know, see the, the dumb yeah, kids spin on the bat, spinning yeah. on the bat. Yeah. Um, spin on the bat three times and then you gotta, then you gotta drive it. And, and, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Mitchell, I don't Lots know. Lots of funny videos. Yeah. There's a lot of funny videos. I'd say Mitchell probably uh, took it though. Oh yeah. Um, he didn't win the longest drive. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, is Mitchell on today? Let's see. Where are you hiding? Yeah, you're here. I see you. <laughs> Uh, Mitchell by far had the funniest video. Um, I'm going to post that this morning, um, for you guys to see. Um, he lost the driver head out of it uh, <laughs> and he fell on his ass. <laughs> um, yeah, it, was, it was pretty funny. And then just everybody else. I mean, just, you know, as, as the day got, um, closer to the, like the end of the tournament, people were uh, drunker, more drunker and more spins, <laughs> but I swear it was the drunkest, most, um, cockiest buggers, uh, were the ones with the longest drives. You know what I mean? All right, doing that. And they're, you know, okay, cool. You don't have to if you don't want to. It's just, it's for bragging, right? So just chill. And, uh, you know, well, fine, I'll do it. And then they just crank it. I've never seen drives that good. I mean, we were not at, Gabby, you didn't see the hole. We were not at the appropriate hole for the longest drive. It was a complicated hole. It was a very narrow path to get around this giant pond. So like the fact that there was about five or six really good drives just right in that pocket um, that people like were, they were very close. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but that wasn't part of the contest because you know that we were giving away um, a real estate investing master's mentorship program Yeah. Um, to a lucky winner valued at $10,000. I didn't want it to be uh, the best, drunkest, dizziest golfer. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. So, um, I mean, I would have loved to give it to Mitchell just for falling on his ass and breaking his, <laughs> his driver. Uh, but, um, no, it's, uh, so we, I can't actually came up with a very last minute. What I decided was that, um, it was a draw. Okay. It was a draw to win. Um, and instead of giving everybody one or doing it based off of the, the, the skills of the golfer, we decided to give one ballot to each group of four and like good real estate investors, they needed to negotiate who gets it. However they wanted. However you wanted. And I I would have paid each of the other people been like, yeah, I'll give you all. I don't know how much, but (laughs) like some of the groups had eight people. So like there was only like 15 ballots. Ooh, that's good odds. Very good odds. Right. I mean, you didn't have to necessarily pay the other people, but you could say, hey, if I win, I'll give you 500 bucks, right? Because if you're getting a $10,000 program, if you only got to give the other guys 500 bucks each, that means you just got a $10,000 program for 1500 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? There were some really good opportunities to get creative there. I'll admit, um, there wasn't many creative negotiations going on. A whole <laughs> lot of coin flips, um, rock, paper, scissors. Um, I've never pulled up to a really desirable property that people were fighting over and they're all like, Oh, let's do rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) 
So I think that all of you that, that participated, you need to work on your negotiating skills. <laughs> I think that you are the people that really need to join the master's mentorship program. I have so much to teach you. I have so much to teach you. Um, but no, it was really good because um, we had a we had a we had a new uh, we had a winner. But um, was it like a did did you pick out of them or was it like a draw, a blind draw? <clears throat> oh, it was blind draw. Awesome. Oh yeah. So uh, at the end, when we had the lunch, um, they threw it in a in a bowl, and um, we we nice. pulled we pulled one out. Nice. And um, what an unlikely winner, but also it's just a really great story. Um, so Matt Cassidy won. Congratulations to Matt Congrats, Cassidy. Um, Matt, if I recall, met Jeremy, uh, I think just this past week, I, I might be butchering this story a little bit, you know, keep an eye on the comments just in case I am, uh, Matt, uh, met Jeremy this week and is doing some work for him on his flip. <laughs> Jeremy says, Hey, you know, there's this golf tournament this weekend. You should come Matt, you know? eager to learn and get into it. And he's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And comes out and he spends the whole day with a, you know, with a group of investors and just starts soaking it up. Because if you guys remember when you first, first started thinking about, you know, real estate investing, it was all, you didn't know this world existed, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't know that there's like these meetups where investors, you know, just normal folk, normal people, you know, just building something good for themselves on the side. And they're all, there's just little this little world that nobody knows exists right because like yeah. most of you think oh, i'm gonna buy a rental property it'd be pretty cool to pay off the mortgage and be you know yada 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 you don't realize there's a community there's just huge supportive community so he just kind of just happens to fall upon it and immerses himself in it spends the day with everybody he wins the the rock paper scissors um and then uh, his name gets pulled and then, so, uh, yeah, just, it's just a really cool thing. You know what I mean? And, um, I got to talk with him this weekend about it and he's just like, I mean, that's, it's almost like a divine intervention kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just right at the right moments for uh, the stars align just in the right way, just for a, a, a series of events over the last yeah. week. Yeah. And now he's just in this new community on this new path. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I love it a lot. We, um, we ended up doing a, a dinner. Uh, that night, yeah. uh, we we invited uh, a bunch of the masters mentees came out and a few other people um, in our community, and we had a big dinner. And uh, he came out and just yeah, it was just really cool to kind of see him and he brought his girlfriend and uh, you know just chatting with other investors and stuff like that. So very yeah, cool, very cool. Yeah, and then, and then because he got into the mentorship program that next morning, yeah, you or that night or whatever, you decided to put on a. A little tour of our flips for trip. all of our mentees. Yeah, a little field trip. Yeah, so on on Sunday, um, we did a little field trip for uh, the Masters mentees um, and went and checked out a bunch of my fix and flips in Edmonton. So the Edmonton mentees um, all got to come out and check out the properties um, yesterday. And because Matt joined the program, he got to come. So uh, he got to come out and see for the fix and flips and uh, see how it's all going and what the plan is and and some of the struggles and ask questions and things like that. And just, yeah, it was just really cool just to watch him soak it all up. Yeah. And um, it, it really does remind me of like when I first heard about real estate investing, um, you know what I mean? And then just like, just being in that position of not overcomplicating it, just, just sitting there and just listening. Yeah. And that's what I told Matt is when you, when you're getting into real estate investing, just listen. Um, don't, don't let someone force some strategy on you over the next couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Like, Oh buddy, you need to do multi or Oh buddy, you need to do rent to own or Oh buddy. You, you know, it's, 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 um, secondary suite conversions, burrs. That's where it's at. No, just, just listen, just yeah. hear what everybody's saying. Don't overcommit to anything. Cause there's so much to learn in real estate investing. Yeah. So much like, that's why people, most people get paralyzed because mm -hmm. they hop on these, you know, these networking events and these webinars and things like that. And like, here's how you're going to become a millionaire today. And, and they're like, Oh, I'm going to try this or I'm going to try that. Just, just take a second, two months worth of seconds, <laughs> right? This is the opportunity just for you to soak it all up, get all the information, really get clear on what it is that you want in life and what you want your life to look like in the future. And then choose a, a strategy to focus on get on the right path. So I'm very excited. Um, very excited for Matt. 
That was that was really cool. And how was the little house tour? The house tour? Yeah. It was really good. It was really good. Um, I got to see some of the properties. Obviously, I just made sure I had to catch up on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't go out as often as I should. Yeah. Um, just because it's all the same stuff, you know what I mean? It's like uh, I get most of the pictures from the contractors, but like I don't need to go in there to double check on things. Just because I know it's it's all the same materials and all the same finishes and stuff, so mm-hmm. it's um it begins to get a little boring. But it was good to check in and see where things were to to kind of see if the timeline is on on track, and uh, everything's looking really good. And um, it was just a great opportunity as well to you know to share that with the with yeah. the masters mentees, yeah, um, so they can kind of see that yeah. as well. Yeah, I saw they were all posting stories all day, so I was watching mm-hmm. those. So it looked like they had a good time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, kids came out, Cheryl Lee's kids came out, uh, Annette's kids came out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had, we had a lot of fun. Um, I'm seeing some inside jokes in the comments here. <laughs> uh, Carlos. Okay. I'm, now I got to skim through all these inside jokes. Uh, Matt says it was an amazing time. The dinner was awesome and the tour was super, super cool. And yes, I've just been loving the process and learning everything I can. That's awesome, man. And Matt joined the 6 a.m. club. So Matt's here. Yeah. Um, first first Monday morning, he's here live and he's listening in. So that's good. Um, yeah. I, I mean, thanks to Jeremy as well for, for you know, not taking Matt underneath your wing, but under your wing, but you know what I mean? But just for, for, in, being, yeah. for being for um, being supportive and helpful and helping out other investors. Um, you know, a lot of people are just they don't have the time for that type of stuff or they, they yeah. don't have this, you know, they just, some people are just in their little pocket and they don't like to share. Yeah. Well, I, I think that Jeremy's been very expressive about how amazing the community is and how all the other investors are always eager to help and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and follow up and touch base and stuff. So it's only fitting that he would reciprocate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's, Annette, Annette here in the comments, she said, uh, and I love meeting some of the other mentees face-to-face this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, uh, Jared, so obviously Gabby was at FolkFest this this past weekend. Uh, there was a scheduling conflict. Um, <laughs> and we didn't put it in the, the calendar. No, FolkFest was in the calendar. The golf tournament wasn't, Wayne. No, I'm pretty sure it was the other way around. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was the other way around. <laughs> Which, by the way, never ironic. taking responsibility for your mistakes. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, just side note, um, the the fix and flip workshop on the twentieth. Yeah. It's not in the calendar. Oh, okay. Good yeah, to know. I was trying to book something for the twentieth, and I'm like, wait a second, isn't something going on the twentieth? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, what was I saying a second ago? Oh, uh, Jared. So Jared came out and helped at the golf tournament um, because you were unable to attend. And uh, it was funny watching Jared because, like, you could just see that he knew people, but he didn't know people. He's like, what's their name again? <laughs> because he's had conversations with them yeah. or he's seen them on the morning show how many times. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've never, like, he's talked to, for this per- to this person for months. Yeah. And uh, never met them in person. So. Yeah. It was cool. It was, and actually, a lot of the mentees got to meet each other for the first time at that dinner as well. That's we awesome. did the dinner on Saturday. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was yeah. a very, um, very fun, exciting weekend. Um, I'm very tired. I'm very tired. I have a lot of a lot more pictures and videos to post from the weekend, but nice. just from going from Saturday until pretty much last night, nonstop. Yeah, um, I slept like a baby last night. Me too. Uh, Lauren uh, says, "So, what time is the August twentieth workshop on a Saturday? Are you free in the afternoon for?" <laughs> no, I'm not free in the afternoon for beer Olympics. That is so- the dumbest thing to ask Wayne. <laughs> First of all, Wayne can't drink beer because he gets gout. <laughs> It's public now. It's public now. I can't drink beer because I get gout. <laughs> Second to that, do I look like the person that goes out and does beer Olympics after an advanced fix and flip workshop? Well, right. it's also a full day. It's also a full day workshop. The workshop is from 9 yeah, a.m. till 5 p.m. So no, I'm right. unavailable for the beer Olympics. <laughs> what was I talking about right before that? Uh, Complete... Randy's birthday. What's that? Randy's birthday. Oh. He's having beer Olympics for Wilson says, Wayne, those are limiting beliefs. <laughs> I I don't think there's any. 
No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty clear on my beliefs that I will get gout if I drink a beer. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's clockwork, my friend. It, it is like guaranteed. The sun. One beer. The sun will rise every morning and Wayne will get gout if he drinks a beer. That is, they're just guarantees. <laughs> they're just, they're absolutes. <laughs> I'm getting old, Wilson. I can't drink beers anymore. Well, I can, but then I can't walk afterwards. Yeah. Where are all my gout investors at today, this morning? Wilson says, overcome your fears. <laughs> and Jeremy says, getting, question mark. I take personal offense to that. Getting? Older. Old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What an amazing conversation we're having today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, what was I talking about right before that? Um, there was something I was on. Hmm. Oh, uh, maybe uh, I got a lot of a lot of pictures to post and videos to post and stuff like that. A lot of people to thank. So that's coming up. Okay, cool. I'm gonna get my thoughts together because um, uh, the beer Olympics and Gail got me a little uh, off track there. Take a little commercial break. We'll be back in a sec. Hi, folks. Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group. Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. And we're back. Beep, beep, beep. Okay. Um, I had a, I, I have no idea what Carlos is talking about in the comments here, or the, the, there's probably some sort of an inside joke. I'm not, I'm not understanding, but um, a little more context, Carlos. Uh, talked about all the upcoming events, talked about what we happened last weekend. Uh, this week, uh, we're heading to the lawyer tomorrow. We are. Yeah. Is yeah. that tomorrow or Wednesday? Check the calendar. I think it's Wednesday. It's, t it's Tuesday. Okay. Uh, well, actually, um, I saw Larissa. Uh, oh. I met Larissa in person. Oh. Um, so Richard Bell was at the golf tournament as well, and Larissa came out. So I um, got to meet Larissa, and she said, I'll see you on Tuesday. All right. Tuesday it is. <laughs> oh. You get it? On, not next. On, yeah. On, <laughs> not next. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, you're right. It's in the I... calendar. <laughs> that was a close one. <laughs> yeah, she said Tuesday. Yeah. So um, I am going in on Tuesday to go sign docs for a new property, which I believe we're going to be getting on the 15th. Yeah. Which is Monday, next Monday, another property. What are you writing that down? Insurance. <laughs> oh my God, Gabby. Get the insurance. I want it. Every time we buy a property, we forget to get insurance. And it's like the last minute, and then we have to call our insurance broker and be like, hey, sorry, we'll never do it again. Yeah, it's we embarrassing. Insurance. It's embarrassing. It is super embarrassing. And utilities. Thanks, Wilson. And utilities. Oh, get yeah, utilities Jeremy set up. Any other, anything else? Y'all got my back. Um, you know, I used to be really good at this. <laughs> and then Wayne bought like 10 properties. Bajillion properties. properties. <laughs> now yeah, I'm just so a... I'm a poor juggler, just dropping dropping balls everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Did we forget anything else? Just checking the comments. Jeremy says, huge thank you to Wayne and Jared for hosting such a fun hole and inviting many of us to a fun weekend. Yeah. Oh. It's nice that we get to promote fun stuff like this too, right? Yeah. It's not always about the events that we're putting on, but when we get to partake in other cool events, like yeah. uh, a lot, well, I mean, Calvin Realty just always puts on amazing events. Yeah. They they take things next level. So it's fun to uh, to work with them and be involved in what they're doing and have them involved in what we're doing. And they're very supportive of us. Yeah, yeah. And we are of them. So it's it's cool to have really great relationships like that and be mm -hmm. able to yeah invite you guys out and promote what they're doing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow we're going to the lawyers. Otherwise, what's going on this week? I'm trying to fill two vacancies. <laughs> yeah. Trying? <laughs> trying, yeah. Uh, it was a big weekend at uh, Folk Fest, and actually Everly and I stayed at my mom's all weekend as well. Um, 
just for ease of not driving all around all around uh, Leduc and Edmonton all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I did my best to stay on top of conversations and stuff. Um, wasn't, wasn't my best at responding immediately like we always do. So um, be definitely getting on top of things better this week. Mm. Setting up some viewings for this week and yeah. Well, if you want see me to, re- to renew that contract with you, you're going to have to do a little bit better. Oh yeah. I'd like to see you cancel that contract, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, contract negotiations are coming up, so. Yeah. Guess I'm up for a massive raise if you want to keep me around. Well, <laughs> if you want a bonus, you're going to need to fill those vacancies. Just I'd just saying. like to see you survive oh, without me. <laughs> not a day. Not a day. I barely survived the weekend with you gone. <laughs> but you'll do better <laughs> you're just you're looking for a big old slap in the face well i'm just saying just saying uh, anyways uh how how was it so far with uh with the listings um putting them up was there a lot of responses uh you know what i put them up i think i listed them on like um I don't know, a few days after the start of the month, because it was uh, had a lot going on. So I listed them a few days after the beginning of the month. And first few days, uh, just kind of a little trickling in of responses and stuff. Um, but definitely, uh, well, even last night, I woke up to a whole bunch of new messages this morning that I responded to right away. So um, it's picking up. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of normal if you watch the trends of when people respond to your listings. Um, I find the busiest is the, like halfway through the month looking for the first, Mm -hmm. um, or the people who are like really organized, which is great when you have people really organized looking well in advance, but, um, they usually look like halfway, uh, but halfway through the month before. So it's usually that halfway mark where I see like tons of responses. I think, would you say that that's probably when people are ready to commit? I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that people's not looking, people aren't looking the first two weeks of the month, but maybe they're just looking, but they're trying to find the best one for the best price and just like being very selective. Yeah, and for sure. And like, it's like, oh shit. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I think that um, like, I'd, everybody's always like, oh, if they're searching last minute, then that means that, you know, they probably weren't approved and now they're desperate and like all that kind of stuff. But I think that so much goes into looking for a new place to live. Like, I mean, we were renters. Not, mm-hmm. I know that not everybody here has um, has been a renter. Some people went straight to home ownership or lived with their parents until they were able to buy or, yeah. you know, whatever. And, but, you know, like we were renters, we lived in several renters, rentals before becoming homeowners and that process of, and, you know, like, and we, um, always had good references and made decent money and had good credit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we were, we were kind of always ideal renters, right? But still on paper, but still, yeah. (laughs) I remember us doing typical dumb renter things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we liked we we when we were young, we liked to you know have people over, have beers, get loud, <laughs> do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's still a process. Beer Olympics, not that that not that far. Not though. that far. Yeah. <laughs> but it was keg stand, Gabby. It, it was. No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> Jello shot, Gabby. <laughs> um, but it it's still a process, like. I remember having trouble finding the perfect place that was like within our budget and that we really liked and that the landlord seemed good. You know, we, we, and even before I met you, I rented from a bunch of places as well. And just because you're good on paper and you have good references doesn't mean that you're just going to like go pick up the first place that looks good. Yeah. So to just, to, to say that like those people looking in the last couple of weeks are desperate. Like we found tons of amazing tenants in those final weeks even uh, in some circumstances, literally days before the end of the month. Um, So yeah, don't, I guess just a little bit of advice is yes. Don't jump to conclusions. Yeah, don't don't jump to conclusions, but definitely wonder why and ask those questions. Yeah. You know? I mean, you still have to do your diligence. You still got to run credit reports and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And check references and and verify income for affordability. You're still going to do all that stuff, but like, yeah, I remember 
me personally the thought process like oh honey look cool this one this, this one looks really cool look at this wow this one's got a hot tub wow this one's like like I wasn't thinking about like okay this is my affordability I have $1,300 a month so I can either have a really nice townhouse uh, in a townhouse complex you know two-story or I can live in a basement suite uh, and save a little bit of money for a down payment, or I can live in a main floor suite, but I wouldn't have access to garage. Like I didn't know the, the affordability levels. I didn't know the types yeah. of stuff. I just went for the coolest one that had like a dartboard or a hot tub. Right. And I'm just looking for the cheapest one. I wanted a full house. I, oh, I, I really don't want to do a basement suite again, Hannah. Let's, let's get a full house. And I'm looking around, I'm trying to find $1,300 full houses. I didn't know that full houses were set over $1,700. You know what I mean? And my thought process was that I didn't want a half duplex because I have a guitar with an amp and I don't want the neighbors to be pissing, you know, banging, pissed at us and banging on the the, the, the wall and stuff like that. So I refused to do a duplex. Yeah. Or an you apartment. Know, or an yeah. apartment. Like I just, I didn't understand the different property types. So I was all like, like, let's get a hot tub. That was my whole thing. And let's get a house and a hot tub. So I'd be looking around trying to find the cheapest one, just thinking to myself like, oh, I can negotiate on rents and I can find it. Oh, I could get that house for so much cheaper. And But the, from the other end now, um, being on, on this side, I know just know that that's just not possible. So um, yeah, we procrastinated as well. And then we'd find places that we'd like and we put an application in and then we'd, we wouldn't get it. And we'd get all scared and stuff or someone would say we have it and then we didn't, you know, then they changed their mind. So um, I can understand that like, you know, you get to that last two weeks and you're like, oh shit, I better, I better yeah. lock something up right now. Otherwise I'm going to need to go back to the old landlord and extend it. So I, I don't, I don't necessarily jump to those conclusions because I remember what it was like being the tenant. And I remember that thought process. Um, and, and if you are concerned about, and you're jumping to conclusions about, oh, this is just a desperate person because they've been unapproved, um, you know, by other landlords, well, they were, they weren't approved for a specific reason because that other landlord did diligence. So now it's your responsibility to do diligence. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you, you know, you don't take anyone in the last two weeks of the month. You still have to do your normal diligence and, and check your, do your character check, right? Just make sure you're, um, you know, they look like the type of people that you want to be dealing with and, uh, and, and, and that's it, right? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Um, Carlos in the comments here said, Hey, Gabby, tell us about what type of properties they are and why do you suspect they are vacant? Um, yeah, just, so the two vacancies that, um, we have coming up are both basement suites. Oh, our properties. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, one of them is, um, a two bedroom basement suite in Mill Woods and the, um, the tenants have been wonderful. They've been with us for a year now. And they love the place, but I had to do a um, relatively significant rent, rent increase um, to, to get it to where it should be in order to combat just like, you know, everybody's, you know, looking at interest rates rising and when their renewals are coming up and mm -hmm. what their new rates are going to be and prices and stuff. So I don't want to be left in the dust. I want to make sure that when I have renewals coming up that I have rents um, very competitive on, and on the little bit higher end so that I'm not left in the dust. So I did a rental increase knowing that they might not, there's a good chance that they might not renew, yeah. but that this was perfect timing for me to find a new tenant with the new school year starting. It's um, generally a pretty easy uh, suite to fill, especially around this time of year, affordable basement suite. Uh, last time I posted it, I had tons of students interested. So I'm hoping for the same. Um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's not guaranteed that I'm just going to easily fill it. But mm. yeah, so that was why uh, we had the turnover on that one was because of the rental increase. And then the other suite is another basement suite uh, where the tenant is actually going to school and um, had, an, had originally asked if they could get like a student uh, uh what's it called? A discount, a student discount or something yeah. to help him afford it. And because uh, he's going to be going to school and not working full time and just basically said no. So he did a he was originally supposed to move out uh, July 1st 
and he extended it a couple months, which I was happy to do because, again, that puts us at the beginning of a school year, which mm-hmm. is good for students, again, for an affordable basement suite. So I agreed to the uh, two-month extension on his lease. And, yeah, now he's going to be, I, I'm guessing, moving back in with parents uh, or finding roommates or something like that where he can pay a little bit less rent. So those are the two situations on why um, why we have the turnover, the vacancies on those suites. And I'm hoping that we just have a smooth turnover. Yeah. But the nice thing about basement suites is that even if they sit vacant, you have a nice main floor suite paying your expenses. 100%. Yeah. And a healthy reserve. A healthy reserve. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't get desperate. Yeah. (laughs) So they're not vacant yet, right? No, they're both filled until the end of the month. Okay. So they're still, so we we don't have any vacancy yet. They're they're still full until the end of the month. So what we're trying to achieve right now is we're trying to achieve uh, a zero vacancy. Yeah. Um, We, what we want is we want the tenant to move out on the 31st at noon. Is that the date? Yep. And then we want the new tenant to move in on the first at noon, the first at noon. So that gives us a 24 hour window to go in. Um, if they don't do proper cleaning to get in and do cleaning to, you know, well, can I speak to that actually? Yes, you may. Because when you go in on the 31st and discover that they missed some things to clean and that they didn't patch up the thing they were supposed to patch up 24 hours, unless you have like the world's most accommodating handyman and cleaners, mm-hmm. <laughs> 24 hours isn't enough time for to get those people in to do what they need to do. True. But it gives um, you an opportunity to go in there and then to... Yeah, to, 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 to see notice, what's going on. See what's going on. You can do your 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 move out inspection, make a list, and then yeah. call off those professionals. Yeah. Um, and unless you're doing those things yourself, like if you show up with, you know, your trunk full of cleaning supplies and, and repair stuff, and then you're just like, Hey, old tenant is out. I'm going to put, I'm going to put the hours in and get this place up to par. Great. But we're, we're past that point. We used to do that, but we, we don't do that anymore. We call in the professionals. And so, uh, what I've had good success in doing is when there isn't enough time and I do have somebody moving in the next day. Um, all those things are noted on their move and inspection. If there's anything like, like blatantly, like they left a disgusting sink or something, I will like just quickly like wipe it down, not like scrub it to Mm. sparkling, polished clean, but you know, do a quick wipe down to make sure I'm not giving them something, something gross. Mm. But, uh, what I've had success in is just noting those things on the inspection Telling them, I've already been in contact with my cleaner. I've already been in contact with my handyman. They're both coming in within this next week on such and such dates. Yeah. Or what? Or if that doesn't work for you, tell me what does, and we'll we'll have it scheduled for when it when it's good time for you. And we're going to get these things cleared up. And when we do, we'll modify your move-in inspection to show that we dealt with these things and that the suite is now clean. The repairs are all made, and we've given you. a a beautiful little suite Mm -hmm. and uh, then we can go from there and the tenants have always been super understanding obviously with a 24-hour turnaround you know like I'm so sorry that the tenants before you left it like this this is unacceptable this isn't how we give our new tenants our suites yeah Uh, we take great pride in our properties and how we give it to you is how we expect it to be returned so I'm having these people these professionals come in to make sure that it's given to you Um, the way that we would expect it to be returned to us. And it shows them how serious you are. It shows them that at the end of their tendency, what to expect. Yes. And that's, and that's very important as well. Um, It sets expectations for how the, the, the speed is supposed to be clean. Yeah. And in what state it's supposed to be in when they hand it back. Otherwise they'll be like, well, the window trucks were dirty when I got it. So I didn't expect that I'd have to clean it. Yeah. No, maybe I missed you saying it. Um, so originally when you do the walk-in inspection, you would note those things that are dirty yes. and that need repair. And then when the repairs are done and it's been cleaned, yeah. then do you change the walk-in inspection and initial it? Or do you just have an email documentation that it was? Um, in, an, in a perfect world, you would amend the original document. But um, because we have a communications agreement uh, about email and all that kind of stuff, I, I usually just send an email and get their acknowledgement. And then just like attach, attach it, it to yeah. the walk-in inspection. Exactly. Yeah. So then when they move out, 
then you can show that it was taken care of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just a really good way to run your business. Yeah. I, I love that you do that. It's... And same thing with like lawns. Sometimes, you know, if somebody moves out at the end of summer during the summer and they haven't uh, done a proper like mow and, and trim and stuff before, before leaving, that's another thing. Like I'll make sure I send in like most no pros, like mm -hmm. I'll, I'll hire in a mower to go do landscaper, that, yeah. a landscaper to go take care of that. And same thing. I'll send an email saying, Hey, just got word that the landscapers are done. They sent me these pictures, um, showing that it's all mowed and trimmed up and cleaned up for you. Um, please respond back, letting me know that, um, receipt. Yeah. Receipt of this email and we're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It, 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 that would be impossible to get done in a 24 hour window. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you would do, they would move out of, at noon on the 31st, you'd have your walk out inspection, and then you'd have to pretty much call someone in the next three hours to get them to do it the following morning. It's yeah. just, it's not going to happen. No. And it's stressful. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, but it's, it's doable. And I, and, and again, I think all that just really just, it's just a good way to do business. Mm -hmm. um, what was I going to add in there? Not you, obviously you give you give tenants a, a move out cleaning checklist, right? I do. Yeah. And their final month of tenancy, um, our tenants actually get two separate emails. So they get one, um, which includes an in-depth move out checklist, cleaning checklist. Mm -hmm. So that like literally touches on every, every surface that they need to touch, everything that they need to do, mm -hmm. um, that all their belongings need to be removed. Don't, don't leave anything. Don't leave, uh, Oh no, I was just gonna. Oh. I was just gonna say when you're done that um, it, it's 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 really good that you do that because uh, it, it sets clear expectations of what is required in order to get your full damage deposit back. Yeah, and that's exactly what the email says: is that um, uh, insufficient cleaning is the is the number one uh, reason why damage deposits aren't returned. Uh, full damage deposits aren't returned. So I've attached the. Uh, cleaning list to this email. You can go through, check off the items as you go through to make sure that you've uh, touched every surface and that you get your full deposit back. Or you could give it to, you can give this cleaning yeah. checklist to a professional cleaner and then tell them this is what you need cleaned. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we, I think we added in there as well. It's, it's, it's advised, it's a, we advise using a professional cleaner to make sure that nothing is missed. However, if you choose to do it yourself, that's fine. Just, just be aware that all of these items need to be cleaned. Yeah. And it also states at the bottom of that cleaning list that um, should anything require additional cleaning, that our cleaners are hired at, um, are charged $50 an hour, mm -hmm. and that a professional cleaner will be hired at $50 an hour uh, so that they can see how quickly their damage deposit would be eaten up if they don't Absolutely. have it cleaned properly. Yeah. And then in, in that same email, I also touch on um, repairs as well. And that, you know, anything bigger than a picture hanging nail requires patching that if patching is required that uh that painting needs to be done on that entire wall not just the little patch or it won't match mm -hmm. and <laughs> patch match and and then i also just say like if you need cleaner or handyman um references let us know and we'd be happy to share some names with you mm -hmm. so yeah that's the first email that goes out um so that the expectations are set on how we want the suite returned Yes. Oh, and then I uh, usually also include a copy of their move-in inspection. Right. Because our typically our move-in inspections um, are like, you look down the list and like everything's perfect. Yeah. There's nothing noted. Um, we don't always get suites back in perfect condition or we don't always, you know, sometimes people stain a carpet and it's not worth replacing the carpet. So you need to note the stain yeah. and, you know, those types of things. So they're not, not all of our suites are in pristine condition, but most of them are. Yeah. So yeah, they can see that. Oh, okay. I really need to get this place in spick and span. Yeah. 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 And then the new tenant obviously sees that, that this is a place that's, you know, taking yeah. really good care of. And this is, this is the standard for how it's expected that you're going to maintain it over the next you know, one year for your, for your one year lease. Um, and as well, the expectation of what it's going to be returned in. Yeah. And again, another thing is that the expectation of main, maintaining it to that, um, to that standard is, is what we can use when we do our quarterly inspections as well. When we're coming in and we notice the place is a pigsty, mm -hmm. we can state that we gave it to you in, in a really good, you know, yeah. 
beautiful condition and that's what we expect it to be maintained to so that it doesn't increase the wear and tear. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, water marks on counters and that type of stuff. And, you know, yeah. um, just slamming cabinet doors and leaving stains in the ground and stuff like that. Not properly wiping down this and that. Um, it, it just makes sure that, that all of our, all the materials, you know, within the suites, you know, have good longevity and they last long. Um, so if we find that it's not being maintained in that, to that, to that standard, we can send them an email after our quarterly inspections and say, Hey, just want to remind you that this is our expectations. We'll be coming back in two weeks to check on it. Yeah. Well, also in the final month of a tenant's, um, tenancy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, in theory, you're going in to do viewings to get somebody else in. So there's, so there's no, um, vacancy in between tenants. Right. Mm -hmm. So while you're in there showing the suite, be looking around, like Mm -hmm. how clean is it? Do they have like an enormous amount of cleaning to do or like, have they kept it in really good shape and it should be a pretty easy move out clean. Um, what do the walls look like? Have they installed a uh, TV mount? Have they, you know, are there holes all over the wall? Is yeah. there chips, you know, yeah. where they've rubbed furniture up and damaged the wall? Like take a look around while you're in there so that you can, you can get kind of like pre-warn them. Like, yeah. Hey guys, I noticed that, you know, there's quite a bit of wall damage. Um, do you need a handyman recommendation? Yeah. You know, so that they know like this needs to be fixed. These things need to be fixed. Um, we, we, generally hire out our viewings when we're finding tenants. Mm-hmm. I, I post the rentals and I do all the chit chatting with pr- prospects and all that kind of stuff. And then I send somebody in to do the viewings for me and I'll ask them like, can you take a look around and just let me know the state of the suite? Is there a whole bunch of repairs that are going to be needed? Is it filthy? Is it pretty clean? Like what's, what's your feeling on the state of the suite so that mm-hmm. I know before so that I'm not shocked when I go in on the 31st, if I'm doing the move out, and I'm like, oh my God, we need like a full move out clean in here, yeah. you know? And a handyman for two days. And a handyman for two days. This whole place needs to be repainted. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you shouldn't be shocked when you yeah. go in there. You should have a pretty good idea of what you're dealing with. Just being proactive. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where everybody's at with their, with their portfolio and their business and how busy you are with your normal life. But like, if you've got your week figured out and you think it's just, you're just going to go in and do a, a quick turnover and someone else is, you know, someone's going to leave, it's going to be a good walkout and someone's going to be move, moving in, good walk in. And then to find out that like, holy shit, they installed TV mounts in every single room with huge bolts. And this whole wall needs to be patched up because they also had prayer flags everywhere. And there's like pin marks everywhere. And you haven't been in that suite since they moved in three years ago because they were great tenants. I never heard from them. So you need to send in a handyman to pretty much patch up every single wall. And, you know, they got angry and kicked the door in and put a hole in it. So you got to order a door. It needs to be painted. It needs to be machined. You got to patch up all the walls. Every wall needs to be repainted. This is a this is a small renovation now. Um, and, and for someone who's moving in, and that's supposed to be their home, you know what I mean? You know, they're, they're, they probably didn't see all that because all they saw was TVs in every room and prayer flags. And then, okay, maybe one door. Um, but it was on the back side of the door, so they didn't see it. And then this is what you're giving them. You know what I mean? That's not what they signed up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to find out like, Hey, next week we're going to have a handyman come in. He's going to be in for two days while you're gone at work. What do you mean? I have to be there. I need him to come in the evening and just, you can just see the complications of this. So, you know, if you're expecting it all to be easy and a, a smooth transition, and then this is what you find out and you surprise the new tenant with this information as well, it's going to ruin your week. It's going to absolutely ruin your week. So just try and be as proactive as possible, like Gabby mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I had a, another question for you, Gabby, but I mean, you kind of sort of answered it, but I'll still ask it. Um, you know, we, 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 so far, we don't, we aren't going to have any vacancy if we manage to fill it mm-hmm. before the first, mm-hmm. because we still have tenants living in there. Um, but from your, um, from your experience so far with putting the listings up, do you think that we will need some form of rental incentive or discount in order to get someone in before the first? And how are you going to approach that? I don't think so. Um, I don't think that rental incentives really work. Um, I think that they did at a time when there was like... um, When there wasn't so much of a demand? Yeah. Well, yeah, like when there's... 
so much inventory on the market that like tenants can literally pick whatever the hell they want then like maybe but i think that you know i haven't had any trouble filling vacancies at all in the past couple years i mean like the odd suite we have a couple suites where like they're not super like the the perfect ideal suite and though mm -hmm. sometimes those take a little bit longer but i don't really find that that in my experience incentives really drive up demand i think that it's like would somebody this is where somebody's living and would somebody pick like the would, or would somebody forego the ideal suite for them in their price range to get a less ideal suite that gives them i don't know 250 bucks off a month of rent i guess it depends how desperate they are or how i'm, strapped I'm just pretending to be a tenant again i'm just putting my I remember i all i thought about was dartboards and hot tubs that's true yeah. and you know when you're thinking about whether to go with telus or shaw or bell you know for your tv and internet um and you're looking at prices but telus is giving away a free xbox for sure you go with telus right but that's like that's like apples to apples though like that's but if you're looking at a bunch of places and they're all around the same price yeah. range and they're all in the area that you need to be in um, the tenant doesn't, unless, it, unless of course they've had bad experiences in apartment or basement suites or something like that, they have experiences if they're young and, you know, they have a choice between, you know, an apartment with two bedrooms, a basement suite with one bedroom and a main floor suite with, you know, whatever, with a yard. Um, and one of them is giving away a free TV. Like, oh shit, man, I need, I need a new, I need a new TV and it's a smart TV too. So it's got like, it's got like apple built into it or something or other but like i'm probably going to go with the one that gives me the free 500 dollars tv or even, even one though that, one was a, a basement suite a main floor uh, i i'm a i'm a i'm a young tenant i did not <laughs> know the difference like just think about our first four rentals we were all over the place townhouse single family house basement suite townhouse townhouse <laughs> fourplex townhouse yeah like we were all over the place it was affordability it was cost yeah. the last one before we bought our first house was 11 so it's a thousand fifty or a thousand thirty five a month and we're like holy shit this is brand new they just put new carpet in and everything yeah. there's a really cool landlord and it's right near where we need to be for getting on the highway for work and it was it was significantly cheaper than the basement suite that we were renting so like and we had our own spot we didn't have um they they weren't doing acrobatics above us yeah like it just sounded like they were doing cartwheels and they were like they were just doing like mexican wrestling all all day and all night just like <laughs> i'm like what are the what, what is that mom and daughter doing up there <laughs> they're adults but that's you know we used to joke about like what are they doing up there like it's just yeah. we heard everything and so it was cool to have our own spot for 1035 and that was we were looking yeah. at affordability because we were thinking about buying a place so yeah. In my, it had had another one come up and had a free TV. I probably would have taken the free TV. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of landlords, when thinking about incentives, forget to do the math. Like people, people will go online and be like, "Has anybody had success with you know like doing a, a five hundred dollar Visa card incentive?" Mm. Blah blah blah. Or you know, like what's really you know, but you need to stop and do the math and like first of all, how are you priced? If you're not getting responses, are you appropriately priced? Like you really need to do your market research and make sure that you are within the price range that you should be in order to get people responding to you. Right. Um, so first of all, like you need to look there, but also what's the math on giving something away? Okay. So if you're giving away a $500 visa card, or if you're giving um, a free month of rent at the end of your lease, so, you know, a lot of people will do that. If you stay for the full year, your last month will be free. Yeah. Basically. Well, they'll advertise it one month of free rent. Yeah. But, but then, then there's, there's a disclaimer. Yeah. 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 So that pe people don't move in and then move out and they had their first month free and they broke yeah. their lease and yada, yada. Exactly. But what's the math on that? What are you paying on that? Opposed to dropping your rent $50 a month. Yeah. If you dropped your rent $50 a month, what's the math over the year that it'll cost you compared to- 600 yeah, compared to giving away a, f a $500 Visa card. So there you go. If you give away a $500 Visa card, you're saving $100. Yeah. 
Yes. But is that $500 visa going to get you more attention than having your suite listed for $50 less? Mm -hmm. Were you overpriced? If you drop your suite by $50, are you now within the range that you should be and you're going to get a ton of attention? Or like, you know what I mean? Like you just need to do the math. And you need to think about who your target tenant, uh, tenant is and what is going to be appealing to them. Because we did a little exercise on this, uh, a little test on this years ago when we were having trouble with a certain suite yeah. and we were thinking about, okay, do we do $50 off a month? Do I do one month of free rent or do I give away an Xbox? Okay, and this is when Xbox, um, the new Xbox S or X or whatever the heck was coming out. Um, and I thought, okay, if I can get my hands on an Xbox when it was a very high in demand and it would cost me whatever, five or 600 bucks, that would be very appealing because of the high demand. And we like gamers as tenants. <laughs> and, and the person that I'm looking for is typically that single guy who, because it's a small suite, single guy who just hangs out, orders pizza and just plays video games. He doesn't make, you know, he doesn't party or anything like that. He's just online Xbox chat all night keeps to himself. I'm cool with that. That's who I want. So is a $500 visa better? Is a $50 off a month better? Well, $50 off a month, as I mentioned a second ago, is 600 bucks. A $500 visa is 500 bucks. Finding that Xbox would have been 600 bucks. So they're all kind of close. $500 visa sounds better because it's a little bit cheaper, but is that appealing to that, you know, that gamer, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we figured that the Xbox would have been, you know, probably best for this person because when you see free Xbox and this is what everybody's looking for right now, and he's looking in that general area for that general price range as well, I'm going to attract all those gamers and I'm not going to attract um, two young parents who have a baby, which to be honest, that suite's not for them anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's additional marketing it, it, to specifically find my, my, the, the person that I'm looking to get. Mm -hmm. And it's also an incentive, whereas, you know, the other business suites didn't offer that. So, you know, we're going to get all of the gamers flocking towards our listing. So, um, but that was when we were in a position where we were a little worried and we didn't want another vacancy. So we were willing to pay a little bit to make sure that we didn't have another month of vacancy. But in a situation like this, I don't think we're, as I met, you know, I asked Gabby, you know, at what point, or are we at that point right now where we should? And to be honest, I don't think so. I think we're in a good spot. Let's see what we get. Mm -hmm. We can potentially look at offering one of those last minute incentives, maybe even in the last week of the month, mm -hmm. just to see. Um, because if we have a one month vacancy, there is a cost for that, right? That is one month's worth of rent. And let's say it's a thousand bucks. Okay. If we don't fill that vacant, if we don't fill that suite, it's going to be a thousand dollars. It's going to cost us out of our pocket. Yeah. So is there a way we can offer a $600 or a $500 incentive? to get someone in, that means that we're only going to lose five or 600 bucks as opposed to losing a thousand. Yeah. So it's, it's worth it in the last little week just to make one little ax, uh, extra last little push. push. Yeah. Um, and then if it doesn't, then we'll take the incentive out and then we'll, then we've got, you know, three weeks of the following month in September to try and find someone for October 1st. And then same thing in the last week, we can offer another incentive, throw an Xbox in there, throw a visa card or something like that, mm -hmm. just to kind of just avoid one more month of vacancy. Yeah. But, I don't think we're really at that point yet. No. Okay, cool. Um, there were a few questions that kind of came up unrelated, talking about furnaces, talking about windows and that kind of stuff. If you're curious about um, who to get for windows in Calgary, I'd highly recommend just going to our free Facebook group, Real Estate Investing Masters. Ask the question in there. Um, sorry, we didn't get a chance to really address that today. Amanda had a question about how much does it cost to do a furnace, adding a furnace, a second furnace. I, my, my notes are Amanda and you, and you can, and you can either post it in the real estate investing masters free group or post it in the, um, in the, the masters mentorship group, um, the exclusive one that you have access to. Uh, but I'll tell you really quickly that if you're adding a second furnace, then you need to take down all of the ceiling and you have to redo all the duct work because remember the ducts are currently supporting or, or providing, um, uh, airflow for upstairs and downstairs. So you need to shut off all of the ones that are currently um, providing um, heat for downstairs, or you need to reconnect your new furnace to those lines. So there's quite a bit of extra ductwork that needs to be done. Um, so you need to take down some of the walls, some of the ceiling, and then a new furnace. I'd say it's probably in the range of about $8,000. Okay. Just, just going to answer that question really quickly for 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, but also depending on putting everything back together, like that's well, the furnace that's itself. Demo, and then you got drywall work and paint and yeah, stuff like that. I was going to say, I would guesstimate more than that. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but plus at least a few more grand and it's permits. Just a, it's just a little more complicated <laughs> than putting a new unit into the mechanical room. Yes. Yeah. It, it's easier when it's um, when you have a blank slate to start with. Oh, you mean like a, a completely um, open? Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to a finished basement. Yeah. Okay, that's it, guys. Um, you know, I'm going to mention again, don't forget about the uh, the fix and flip workshop on August 20th. If you guys are thinking about um, signing up for that, use the coupon code Morning Show if there are any left. Morning Show for 500 bucks off. Uh, and we hope you guys have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for listening. To the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 